Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to day nine of the Ramadan series on emotions. So today we're looking at the eighth emotion from the book, A Handbook of Spiritual Medicine by Ibn Dawood, and it is extravagance. Bismillah. Inna alhamdulillah nahmiduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdillahu falamudillah ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله Alhamdulillah, indeed, all praise is due to Allah. We praise Him and seek His help and forgiveness. We seek refuge in Allah from our souls, evils, and our wrongdoings. He whom Allah guides, no one can misguide. And he whom He misguides, no one can guide. So, Bismillah, extravagance. So, as always, I'll be reading from the book and then giving my own reflections. So, extravagance or al-israf in Arabic Extravagance is demonstrated through a lack of restraint in spending money or using resources and is also referred to as wastefulness or lavishness. It is when one, for instance, oversteps the mark by spending or consuming more than is necessary or reasonable. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created a natural balance and harmony. He says, As for the sky, he raised it high and set the balance of justice so that you do not defraud the scales. Surah Al-Rahman verses 7-8 to the Prophet ﷺ said, By Allah, it is not poverty that I fear for you. Rather, what I fear for you is that worldly riches may be given to you as they were given to those who came before you, and you will compete for them with one another as they competed with one another, and it will destroy you as it destroyed them. Aisha is reported to have said, The first calamity for this nation after the Prophet's death is fullness of their stomachs. When their stomachs become full, they become obese. Their hearts weakened, and their desires become wild. So some signs and symptoms for extravagance. One of the main ones is overeating. So you go beyond moderation. So you eat beyond your point of fullness, and you just over-overeat. And this is, I think everyone can relate to this, maybe in Ramadan, that moment of when the adhan for Maghrib happens, and it's just like you see all that beautiful food and even before like when you're doing like your grocery shopping or meal prepping or cooking it's like you cook more than you actually eat in the end and so this is a sign of ex- extravagance and the prophet sallallahu said it's extravagance that one eats whatever he desires so i think i suffer from this one because like who who doesn't want to eat what they desire so like if I'm desiring indomie like I want to have that if I'm desiring corn on the cob I'll want to have that or any sort of thing but that's israf that's extravagance and that's dangerous and the prophet also said a believer eats in one intestine is satisfied with a little food and the kafir unbeliever or a hypocrite eats in seven intestines so eats too much and so I feel like this is a reminder that Maybe this is something that we should be working on in Ramadan is when we break our fast or for even our suhoor that we should be eating just to have little satisfaction with the food and not overeating where we eat too much because of the distinguish, the how the Prophet distinguished a believer and a kafir or a hypocrite. So a believer eats very little while a kafir or a hypocrite overeats. Another symptom is wasting water and food. 
And so this could be related to not only how you spend your money, but also how you waste food and water. So, for example, when you're doing wudu, you leave the faucet on and the water just runs and it just keeps running and running. That's wasting water, right? Like, maybe we should be closing the water and doing your wudu or leaving food on your plate because you're just full and there's food still left on your plate. Another sign and symptom is extravagant purchases and brand flaunting. So you purchase more than what you need. And not only that, you brag about it and you boast about it. And you might show off what you got to other people just for power, just for for selfish desires, basically. Um, You buy expensive name brand products just because you think that other people will envy you or admire you in a way. Another sign and symptom is hoarding unused items. So the food that's in your pantry, it's overflowing from things like from the previous month, maybe even the previous year, um, because you just collect and collect and collect and just don't get to use them because you collect so much. Another sign or symptom is falling short in your responsibilities. So your excess and extravagant behavior towards one thing leads to you falling short in others. So if you have like an extravagant behavior in one thing, it's going to lead you to fall short in other things. So maybe your responsibility towards your parents, your siblings, your religious duties, your work, or even your physical health. And the last sign or symptom is excessive love and attention. So for those who have maybe more than one sibling... For those who are parents to more than one child, you may pay more attention to one child more than the other, and this can lead to sibling rivalry and even resentment. So some treatments for this israf, this extravagance, is to identify your extravagance. So try and think about where do you think you're spending the most too much in, basically. So are you eating too much? Are you using up too much water? Are you hoarding things? Are you loving someone too much? And that's the first step is to identify what you're doing too much of and what you're doing too little of. So where are your shortcomings in? Another thing is to remove unnecessary purchases. So maybe have like a monthly spending calendar or planner where you think you basically organize in this month for food, I'm going to only spend... 100 for gifts, 50 for work, 10. Just basically having that can help as well and just helps you prioritize and remember what's the most important things to spend your money on and even controlling your food purchases. So only purchase when you need to and before you go grocery shopping, take a note of what you've already got so you don't end up buying the same thing and being like, oh, I already had this. Another thing is to control your eating habits. So only consume what you're able to with ease. And take small amounts of food first. And don't like shuffle it all in. (laughs) And remind yourself that it's important to look after your body and not cause it harm by overeating or depriving it. And you need to have that strength to carry out acts of worship. So... I think there was a video that I was watching where there was an imam or a sheikh 
um, basically he mentioned how he was invited to a friend's house and he had eaten too much and he was meant to be leading tarawih the same night and he basically after like each verse he had to take a deep breath in because there wasn't any room for his for to have enough breath and to be able to recite the verses so beautifully so it's important to carry out acts of worship especially in Ramadan we need to have that energy to pray tarawih to pray qiyam to read Quran but if we're too full and we're like focusing too much on like the extravagance of it it can take us away from those important deeds and also managing leftover food so remind yourself that it's wasteful to keep that leftover food if you're not going to eat it at the end of the day if you're just pushing it into the back of the fridge until it like expires or it just doesn't it smells off and you just throw it away that's a bit of an extravagance like maybe heat it up eat it like leftovers are okay i used to hate leftovers but alhamdulillah i'm now okay with it <laughs> the prophet said the son of adam does not feel any vessel worse than his stomach it's sufficient for the son of adam to eat a few mouthfuls that will support his back if this is not possible then let him fill one third with food one third with drink and one third there so again this is an important reminder that we shouldn't fill up our stomachs until we're like i can't move no, we need to have some room for air, some room for water. And Ibn Abbas said, Eat what you wish and wear what you wish, as long as you avoid two things, extravagance and arrogance. So, again, we have things that are haram to eat, and we also have like things that are halal. So we can eat what we wish, and we can wear what we want. So if you want to wear brand names, wear brand names. If you don't, that's okay as well. Just make sure that what you're doing, it's not for extravagance or arrogance another treatment is to avoid becoming a shopaholic so try and think about it that you're going shopping for a source of a need or a purpose rather than just for fun or just to kill time because time goes by so quickly that you might look back at those times and be like what was I doing wasting my time shopping and don't fall for this is something I'm guilty of but not in regards to clothes more with food but don't fall for every sale and discount and don't when you see like the offer buy two get one free like don't fall for it so easily like just because it's an offer and just because it sounds so good doesn't mean that you need to buy it and also control your brand purchases so make the most of what you already own and it's important to keep in mind your modesty when you're buying things and like if you want to wear brand names that's fine because I'm going to pray, paraphrase this but um, Allah Jamil Yuhibbul Jamal God is beautiful and loves beauty so if you want to be, feel beautiful in like brand names then feel beautiful but the most important thing is um, you are um I've forgotten how it, what is it is in English. Basically, your intentions are what matters, right? So if you're buying this brand clothes just to show off, then your intention isn't in the right place. But if you're buying that clothes because you want to look beautiful for Allah, you want to um, use what he's given you as blessings in terms of money or wealth for that, to be beautiful, to look beautiful, then that's okay as well. 
as long as your intention is right. So some exceptions is that Allah loves beauty, which I just mentioned, and you need to reflect on Allah's love of beauty. So you need to dress well, right? And you need to look presentable, but only for Allah's sake, right? You're not going to get dressed up because you want to show off to some people. It should be to help you obey Allah and to help you fulfill his commands. So you need to look the most handsome, most handsome or most beautiful when you're dressed, when you're meeting people to show that just show that Muslims are good characters and they dress well. Um, Malik ibn Nadla narrates, The Prophet saw me wearing old tattered clothes and asked me, Do you have any wealth? I said, All that Allah has given... Uh, yes. He said, What kind of wealth? I said, All that Allah has given me of camels and sheep. He said, Then show the generous blessings that he has given you. So if Allah has granted us generous blessings, then we're able to show that. We shouldn't be dressed in tatty clothes, tattered old clothes like Malik ibn Nadla. And then another exception is moderation. So without extravagance or arrogance. So you can have food, you can have whatever drink you want, you can purchase what you like, but you should understand that it shouldn't be followed by extravagance or arrogance. So that's from the book. Now on to my own reflections. So they did a beautiful summary of extravagance. So I'm going to move on to the verses. So with Surah Al-Isra, verse 29, we have Bismillah. وَلَا تَجْعَلْ يَدَكَ مَغْلُولَةً إِلَّا عُنَفَكَ One second, let me just make that bigger. وَلَا تَجْعَلْ يَدَكَ مَغْلُولَةً إِلَّا عُنُقِيقَ وَلَا تَبْصُطْهَا كُلُّ الْبَصْطِ فَتَقْعُدْ مَلُومًا مَحْصُورًا do not be so tight-fisted, for you will be blameworthy, nor so open-handed, for you will be end up in poverty. So again, this is a reminder of moderation, right? Our religion is all about being in moderate and just following the middle ground. So don't be so tight-fisted where you don't like give to anyone, but also don't give too much of your wealth where you yourself will end up in poverty. Another ayah is from Surah Al-Anam, verse 141. وَهُوَ الَّذِي يَنْشَأَ جَنَّاتٍ مَعْرُوشَاتٍ وَغَيْرِ مَعْرُوشَاتٍ وَالنَّخْلَ وَالزَّرْعَ مُخْتَلِفًا وَأَكُلُهَا وَالزَّيْتُونَ وَالرُّمَّانِ مُتَشَابِهًا وَغَيْرَ مُتَشَابِهًا كُلُوا مِنْ ثَمَرِهِ إِذَا أَثْمَرَ وَآتُوا حَقَّهُ يَوْمَ الْحَصَادِهِ وَلَا تُسْرِفُوا إِنَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُسْرِفِينَ He's the one who produces gardens, both cultivated and wild, and palm trees, crops of different flavors, olives and pomegranates, similar in shape, but dissimilar in taste. Eat of the fruit they bear and pay the dues at harvest, but don't waste. Surely, he does not like the wasteful. So again, this is a beautiful reminder that God doesn't love those who are wasteful. So how can we be wasteful if Allah does not love those who are wasteful? Another two verses are from Surah Al-Isra from 26 and 27. Give to close relatives of you, as well as the poor and needy travelers, and don't spend wastefully. Surely the wasteful are like brothers to the devils, and the devil is ever ungrateful to his Lord. So, here in these two verses, we are, we have this as well as a 
like a, almost like a warning that if we're wasteful, we're almost like the brothers to the devils, right? And the devil is ever ungrateful to his Lord. And so if we practice this wastefulness, this extravagance, then we might become ungrateful. We have Surah Al-A'raf, verse 31. يا بني آدم خذوا رزينتكم عند كل مسجد وكلوا واشربوا ولا تصرفوا إنه لا يحب المصرفين. O oh, children of Adam, dress properly whenever you are at worship. Eat and drink, but don't waste. Surely he does not like the wasteful. Again, a different verse, different surah, but again it's the same reminder that God does not love those who are wasteful. And it also mentions about how we should beautify ourselves when we go to worship, when we go to the masjid. And we should eat and drink, but we shouldn't waste. And then we've got verse 67 from Surah Al-Furqan. وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا أَنْفَقُوا لَمْ يُسْرِفُوا وَلَمْ يَقْتُرُوا وَكَانَ بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ قَوْمًا They are those who spend neither wastefully nor stingily, but moderately in between. So again, reminder about moderation. So don't spend too much, but also don't keep too much withheld. Be moderate. And this is something we should all be trying to practice in Ramadan, right? When we're invited to azayim, um, food gatherings, when we go to maybe buffets or restaurants to break our iftar, depending on where you are around the world. It's just that reminder that we should eat just to fill up a third of our valley and to not be so wasteful and to make sure that our plates are cleared. We don't leave any food on our plates. When we do wudu, that we're not wasting the water that runs down from the faucet and just practicing moderation right especially in ramadan and inshallah that will be able to help us keep up that habit even after ramadan and then for the names of allah we've got al-qabit and al-basit so these two names are typically together because they mean opposites so one is the withholder the other is the extender so we can always reflect on this these two names of allah and call upon them and ask allah to help us like withhold our extravagance but also allow us to extend our blessings to other people and to help them and also we've got the name Razak, the provider so just asking him to provide for us so we can be able to spread the means spread the blessings and help other people and just do good and now for a dua this dua is actually from the quran um surah al-imran verse 147 وَمَا كَانَ قَوْلُهُمْ إِلَّا أَنْ قَالُوا رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا ذُنُوبَنَا وَاسْرَافَنَا فِي أَمْرِنَا وَثَبِّتْ أَقْدَامَنَا وَانْصُرْنَا عَلَى الْقَوْمِ الْكَافِرِينَ And all they said was, Our Lord, forgive our sins and excesses. Make our steps firm and grant us victory over the disbelieving people. I mean, a beautiful dua. Um, another dua is, Bismillah. Ya Allah. Ramadan is upon us and allow us to not be wasteful in the food we make for iftar, for suhoor. Allow us to fill our bellies with just a third of food, a third of water, and a third of air. Allow us to be able to keep our bodies healthy and not overfeed them so we are able to complete our acts of worship like taraweeh, qiyam al-layl, reading Qur'an, protect us from spending too much and spending too little protect us from wasting food, wasting water when we do our wudu, allow Ramadan to help us become better people, allow us, allow Ramadan to allow us to become mod- in people who 
practice things in moderation. So with food, with water, with shopping, allow us to be in the middle, not too much and not too little. Amen. Anything I said is a reminder to myself first and foremost. Anything incorrect is from myself and all good is from Allah. So forgive me for my shortcomings. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Ashadu anna la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Glories to you, O Allah, and praises to you. I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship but you. I seek your forgiveness and repent to you. I pray that this day of Ramadan is blessed for you and may Allah accept your fast and allow us to continue fasting this beautiful month of Ramadan in the best of ways. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.